The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. I'll be taking the class this morning. Praise God. And like we said, we want to do the training on understanding purpose, part one. And we'll do part two next Sunday. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Glory be to God. Um, and um, let's read from verse 11. He himself, talking about the Lord Jesus, gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, this is the reason for it. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. So, we, we, God told us that we should serve him this second half of the year. One of the things that will help us serve God as we ought. Please, can I have my first hour? Is when we're equipped. So, the, these trainings we're undergoing will help each and every one of us do the work of the ministry. We are all supposed to be doing the work of the ministry. Particularly the ministry of reconciliation. And any other ministry God has assigned to all of us. For the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Not only that, for the edifying of the body of Christ. We learn these things we are learning so that the body of Christ can be built up. That's a major, major purpose and goal of God. But look at verse 13 very carefully. Verse 13 to maybe 15. Till we all come to the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. We are all supposed to be growing in faith, growing in knowledge. Hallelujah. And our faith should be more and more aligned to Jesus' faith. Our knowledge should be more aligned to Jesus' knowledge. Praise the Lord. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man. We are supposed to be growing unto perfection. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Every believer can become a, another replica of Jesus through the equipping and the training that the fivefold ministry offers. Hallelujah. Verse 14, that we should no longer be children. And this is what happens where we are not taught, where we are not trained. You will remain, we will remain children. Not only will we remain children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trick here of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So we have two options here. We can either sit down and be equipped and learn and grow to the fullness of our potential. We're going to talk about potential next week. And the fullness of our potential is the measure of the stature of Christ to a perfect man. Or we can remain where we are and things are tossing us to and fro. Problems are tossing us to and fro. Challenges are tossing us to and fro. The tricky of men, the deceitfulness of men is tossing us to and fro. I choose to learn. Can I get a witness here? I choose, I choose to grow. Hallelujah. And I choose to become all that God has ordained for me to become. Amen. Amen. Alright, so let's get into our class. Again, Father, we ask that you send your word to us. Open the eyes of our understanding. Let us learn as we ought. Let us be equipped as we ought to be. And let us grow into that perfect man. In Jesus' name. 
So our class today um, is Understanding Purpose. The objective is to instruct on the importance of knowing your God-given purpose and also to present the different elements that lead to a fulfilled destiny. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Our outline um, is, we have a brief introduction, just four or five major things we want you to see clearly here. Discovering your purpose in life, very, very, very important. And I want to stress here, hearing a teaching about purpose and actually discovering your purpose are two different things. And this may apply to some of us that have taken this class or this training before. That you have come to a training on purpose doesn't necessarily mean you have discovered your purpose. And the goal is for you to discover your purpose, not just for you to hear the teaching. How to discover that God-given purpose? We're going to look at that. I want to swap something here. The price, and that should be P-R-I-C-E, really. It's a typographical error. So please make the change in your notes. The price, as in the cost. What is it going to cost you to fulfill destiny? There's a price to it. And, of course, there are benefits of purpose or the prize of fulfilling your destiny. So, those are the things we want to look at. Amen. So, let's get started. We have very limited time. I'm just going to um, go through the manual very quickly, teach from it. And, again, um, I encourage you to open your heart. If you've not taken this training before, please register. The registration will close shortly. For those of you that have gone through it before, you don't need to register. You can just take this as a refresher. And more importantly, to bring you more and more into the fullness of what God has ordained for you. The purpose of a thing is the reason for its existence. Um, again, I remember when I first had these things. I had never been told in my life that there was a purpose for my life. Nobody ever told me that. And unfortunately, many people live life that way. They don't know that there's a purpose for their life. And even after you have learned there's a purpose for your life, because of the pressure of life and the cares of this world, if you are not careful, you may be living life for another reason rather than the purpose for your life. The greatest tragedy in life is not death. It's not that somebody dies, but a life without a reason or a life without a purpose. Now, that's ground shifting. You may not accept it, but I believe it's a very true statement. The greatest tragedy is you, you, you don't live your life for the purpose why God created you. And that's why we take classes and teachings like this. Life without the discovery of purpose is empty and it's meaningless. We're laying foundation here. A product that the purpose is not known is nothing but a nuisance. Look at this room. Everything in this room, they, they are serving a, a function. This pulpit is serving a function. The screens are serving a function. The seat you are sitting on is serving a function. The auditorium is serving a function. This church is serving a function. That same way, our lives are meant to be for a reason. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Beauty without purpose is shallow. Thank God for a beautiful life, a colorful life, but it's not about beauty. And it will never satisfy you until purpose is known, abuse is inevitable. And the word abuse comes from two words, abnormal and use. If we don't know the reason for a thing, 
we may end up using it for other things. I don't know whether you've ever been in this auditorium after service. When we, before um, the news started and we had another service, the children would just come up here and they'll be playing on the stage as if it's a playground. That is not what the stage of the church is for. <laughs> they will use it for what? Some of them will be jumping up and down the place here. They are children. They don't know any better. In certain churches, the altar is sacred. That is the altar of God. <laughs> now, we can laugh about a stage, but we can't afford to be laughing about your life where you are using your life for something that is not supposed to be used for. We can laugh about stage. We can laugh about pulpit if someone is abusing it. But we can't laugh about a human life. And that's what happens when you don't know purpose, and more importantly, when you don't live purpose. You'll be using life for what it's not supposed to be used for. That will not be your story. That will not be my story in Jesus' name. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And please note how God was introduced to us. In the beginning, God created. The first introduction of who God is or the capacity God has that was revealed in Scripture was that God is a creator. Of course, we found out several other things about God. God is a healer. God is a provider. Ultimately, God is our father. God is our savior. But please note the very first thing they made us realize. And this points to the importance of purpose is that God created the heavens and the earth. God creates. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So God created in the beginning. God is the first and the greatest manufacturer. He made the entire universe. John 1 and verse 3. All things were made by him, and without him was nothing made that was made. Hallelujah. And God is not just a creator, God is not just a manufacturer, he's the best. He's the first there is and he's the best there is. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And any and every creator or manufacturer, there is nothing in this world that is manufactured by anybody that there wasn't a reason behind it when they manufactured it. Please, this is the crux of what we are teaching here. The person that manufactured this light, they had a reason. The clothes you are wearing, the tailor that made it, they had a reason. Let's cover their nakedness. And hopefully, let's do a good job. <laughs> anything that is made, anything that is created, before they ever made it, they, the, the creator existed before that thing. And you see, the thing did not create itself. Nothing creates itself, per se. The creator, okay, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that concept, more than anything else, applies to human life. Your life and my life. And we want you to know that and understand that. And allow that drive the way you live. Glory be to God. There's a phrase we use. We call it the purpose-driven life. And even at this point, I want to ask you, what is driving your life? You see, this is, we'll get into this as we go on. If you're not careful, other things will drive your life. And let me even say it this way. There are things that are contending to drive your life other than the reason why God made you. And if you're not careful or if you're ignorant, you will yield to those things and allow those things drive your life, drive the way you live your life. I can tell you from the start, that will never bring fulfillment for you. 
And one of the things we're going to learn is how to overcome all those things and live life like people that understand that God created my life. Say with me, I just did not evolve. That's not what the Bible reveals to us. The only people that believe that are people that don't believe in the existence of God. I just did not evolve. There was a creator that created me. So it's important to realize that God is a God of purpose. And every one of his creation reflects a purpose. And really, ultimately, his purpose. His purpose. Praise God. Of all God's creations, we stand out. Man, we are the only ones that were made in the image and likeness of God. Genesis 1.26. Of all the after God made everything. On the sixth day, God now said, let us make Pastor T and you and every other person and let us make him and let's make them in my image and likeness. We are the only ones that were made in the class of God. Now, we also want to point out here why we are still introducing this Alain Foundation. You should know the difference between a creator and a duplicator. They are similar, but they are, dis- they are distinct. So, a duplicator, maybe this jacket I'm wearing, they will design it and then they can make like 100 of them. And every single one of them is just like the other one. That is duplicating. Creating or creating like God creates is, is different. Glory be to God. A creator makes every of its creation to be unique, particularly the kind of creation God did. So, God, we, we are now 8 billion human beings on the face of the earth, but, and science teaches us this, there are no two different people that are exactly alike. You can find jackets that are exactly alike. In fact, when you go to a store, you look for your size, you see maybe there are five pieces left. All of them, you can pick any of them. But human beings are not like that. Even twins, even identical twins. Their fingerprint is different. Their DNA is different. God has never made or duplicated any human being. And that is for a reason. Because the point is every human being has a unique purpose. Tap your neighbor and say you have a unique purpose. And that is the reason why there's no other person on the face of this earth that is like you. And what we want to challenge you to wake up to and come alive to is to discover that purpose and live for that purpose. Someone made a statement the other day and he was making a very strong argument why we should not tolerate abortion and things like that. And this was the point he was making. There are no two human beings that God makes exactly alike. And then he made a statement, what if we have aborted the person that was supposed to cure AIDS? Because God will never make another person that will do it. Of course, we know people work in teams, but please get the main point he's trying to make. What if we have aborted the husband you are supposed to marry? <laughs> you just have to throw that in, you know. I mean. <laughs> Every human being is unique. Someone say with me, I am unique. Jeremiah chapter 1 from verse 4. The prophet Jeremiah was speaking. Amazing statement. Then the word of the Lord came to me. Somebody say, Lord, let your word come to me. You see, it's from the word of God we learn things like this. They won't tell you this thing in primary school. I mean, they didn't tell me. This. It was when I came to church that I said hearing this thing. 
comes by the revelation of the word of God. The word of God came unto me saying, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. I mean, that means before you were um, conceived in your mother's womb. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. So God's word by revelation was showing Jeremiah what his purpose was. And the expectation, if you really study the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, oh God, I can't speak. He didn't want to do that. Maybe he wanted to be a farmer. Farming was the reigning profession in their days. Maybe he wanted to be a teacher. Maybe he wanted to make money. And God said, no, you will go to the place I send you to. You will tell them what I tell you to. I have made your mouth a threshing instrument to uproot and to pull down, to build nations. You can't go and be doing something else. That is not what I made you for. And God had to change his mind and his mentality. Read Jeremiah chapter 1, chapter 2. And that's why we're talking about Jeremiah today. If Jeremiah was a farmer, there won't be a book of Jeremiah in the Bible. If that day that the word of God came to him, he did not change and live out his purpose, he will not have his name in the Bible. May you never miss your purpose in Jesus' name. One of the things we find at the end of the day is that purpose will give you relevance. May you never miss your purpose. See, there are things that are competing to drive our lives, our jobs. <clears throat> the care of living. And while you have to have a job and have to take care of your family and all those things, you must never, somebody say with me, I will never allow them override my God-given purpose. Can you say a loud amen to that? So Jeremiah was specifically called to be a prophet unto nations. That was his purpose. That may not be your own purpose. But the gist here is that you too, you have a unique purpose. And you will discover it in the name of Jesus. You are also called, like Jeremiah was called, the Bible says God is no respecter of persons. So when we see things like this in scripture that Jeremiah and so many other people in the Bible, God gave them a purpose. They may not have written your own in the Bible, but you can be rest assured that God also has a purpose for your life. You two are called by God to a particular purpose. It was done before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb. It's not your parents that determine your purpose. It's God. It's simply based on the will of God. Since God is no respecter of persons, every individual on earth has a unique purpose for their lives. Hallelujah. This is what is known as a God-given purpose. Hallelujah. And until a man's life is lived according to God's purpose, dissatisfaction, discontentment, frustration, oppression, depression, they will be the order of the day. This is a major, major reason why people are not happy with their lives. I mean, all of us have had the news. You hear that one popular actor, one popular person, someone at the top of his career, he committed suicide. It wasn't that he didn't have money. You hear all kinds of strange things. Why does that happen? Because when people allow other things like money, fame, position, drive them, after a while they start getting dissatisfied on the inside. And I know some of you here this morning, you know that feeling of dissatisfaction and discontentment with the way you are living your life. If you will catch what we are teaching today and start living by the principles we are going to share here, you will start enjoying life better. You will find fulfillment because you are doing what God made you to do. 
Hallelujah. So when people don't live purposefully, dissatisfaction, discontentment, all those things accompany them in life. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. However, when a man locates his purpose and he begins to walk in it, he begins to stand out. You become a celebrity. Hallelujah. His life starts to have a meaning and its relevance and significance like Jeremiah. Jeremiah lived thousands of years ago. We are preaching about him on 2018, in 2018. Relevance and significance in life becomes obvious. Purpose is the only thing worth living for. So I ask everyone under the sound of my voice this morning and be very sincere with yourself. What are you living for? This is the 10th month of the year. What are the things that have driven and guided how you have lived your life this year? Can you sincerely answer that it was the purpose of God that I was living for? If you can't answer that, please pay attention to what we are teaching. Because what it means is you need to change the way you are living life. I've said this to us a thousand and one times in this church. A wrong road will never lead to a right destination. And to live for any other reason apart from your God-given purpose, you're on the wrong road, sir. You're on the wrong road. Money, wealth, power, all these things without purpose will only make men miserable. And that's why we see popular people committing suicide, doing drug overdose. It happens practically every month. You see it in the international news. Why? Because they were, never, they were never using what God gave them for, for the purpose of God. And there will always be an emptiness on their inside. Then they want, to, they want to cover it up with drugs or with alcohol or with reckless living. And many times they go overboard and kill, their lives, kill themselves. So purpose is the major thing in life. Say that with me this morning. Purpose is the major thing in life. In fact, life without the understanding of its purpose amounts to mere existence. Another major question we should be asking ourselves from time to time, am I living a life of purpose or am I merely existing? Life begins, true living begins with the discovery and the knowledge of your God-given purpose. The only way success can be measured accurately is a life that is lived on purpose. At the end of the day, the Bible lets us know that every one of us is going to give accounts before God of our life. And the yardstick God is going to use to everybody is, I made you to be a prophet unto the nations. What did you leave? Ah, I was a businessman unto the nations. They will give you failure. And that will not be your story in Jesus' name. They will measure it with what God designed for you. Hallelujah. So, the important thing is to discover your purpose. Let's go on to that now. How do you discover purpose? And the first thing we need to let you know is that you don't invent purpose. You don't make up purpose. You don't cook up purpose. You don't turn on television and you see somebody else that is living his purpose and say, hey, that's what I want to do. No, that's not how it's done. That's why we use the phrase discovering. Please, Catch the crux of what we started with. God is a creator. The first creator. The original creator. Before any reasonable creator. And God is a perfect creator. Before any creator does anything. They have a reason 
for doing what they are doing. When they designed these pulpits, they said they want to do something that will be simple and light so that when pastors want to speak or people want to speak, they can put things on. And it's that reason that brought about this design. That is how God operated your design. Everything about you, whether you are male or female, whether you are black or white, whether you are tall or short, all that thing was because of the reason, the intention God had before he made you. Now that you have been made and you are alive, what God expects you is to discover that reason. And you discover that reason through a process. Lift those hands with me this morning and say, Heavenly Father, I ask for and I receive grace to discover my purpose more than ever before. Take one minute and pray that prayer for yourself this morning. Open the eyes of my understanding, order my steps, lead me where I ought to go, help me, O God. We pray the Lord for divine help this week. Ask God for divine help to help you wherever you are to discover your God-given purpose. Discover your God-given purpose. Discover your God-given purpose. Ah, I have discovered it. Discover it some more. Go deeper in it. Go into the fullness of it. Some of us have only scratched the surface. We need to go further. We need to go deeper. To become a perfect man, the measure of the, full, the stature, measure of the stature of fullness of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for good. Look at how to get things to work together for good for you. To them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. What that text is telling us is this. When you begin to live your life and align your life according to the purpose of God, it will cause all things to work together for good for you. When you begin to live under the love of God and driven by the purpose of God, it makes life work out. Hallelujah. For, next verse, whom he foreknew. And this is what we are saying. Look at what the word of God is given to us. Before we were born, God knew us. We existed as it were before we were born into this world. Where did we exist? We existed in God. Every human being came from God. God is the author, the creator, the giver of life. He foreknew us. And because he foreknew us, he predestined us. He predetermined how he wanted us to be. The designer of this pulpit predetermined how this pulpit was to be. That's what makes them the creator of that thing. They had an image or a reason in mind, and then they predestined or predetermined the outcome. Hallelujah. And watch this. Watch the predestined or predetermined outcome of God for your life. I'm going to get into this later. There are general purposes of God... And then there are specific purposes of God. And you need to know both of them. In fact, one of the main ways to discover your specific purpose is to at least begin to live your life according to the general purpose. So what one purpose all of us have in mind, or one plan, another word we can use for purpose is the plan of God, or the counsel of God, or the will of God. Those are synonyms you can use for the word purpose. He predestined, um, he, he also predestined us, predestined us to be conformed to the image of his son. The same thing we read in Ephesians chapter 4. Till we come to a perfect man, the measure, 
of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So God's purpose for every one of us, I believe Pastor Wally mentioned this during Grace Culture, that we all come conform to the image of Christ so that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, the person that he predetermined the end, the outcome, he also called. Whom he called, he also justified. Whom he justified, he also glorified. Hallelujah. So our calling, our justification, our glorification is all because of the purpose and the plan that God has for our lives. And that's why we should live by that purpose. We should be driven by that purpose. That purpose should be what dictates how we live our lives. Hallelujah. God predetermined your purpose before you were created. God saw into your time. He chose a problem for you to solve. He created you for a reason. This pulpit is solving a problem for us. The same way human life is like that. This is what your purpose is all about. He wired and programmed you for that purpose. Don't try to change you. Don't try to change the purpose. Some purposes are more glamorous than others. This pulpit now, you say, ah, no, me too, I want to be doing the work of AC. I want to be big like AC. I want to be cooling the room. Mm-mm. Tap your neighbor and say, stay with your purpose. Stay with your purpose. Stay with your purpose. You know, it's possible for you to now discover your purpose and say, no, me too, I want to be preaching like Dr. K and flying all over the world. What if that's not your purpose? You see, those are some of the things we have to learn not to allow drive our lives. Ambition. There are things that look like purpose, but they are not purpose. Amen. There is enough goodness and greatness in you. Can somebody declare that with me this morning? Say, God created me. We're going to read a verse shortly. Say this, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Say, God doesn't make junk. There is enough goodness and greatness in me. This world was made for you. That's why God allowed you to come. So you can find expression in this world. You have something special and unique for this world. There are no great and special professions. Only great people that make those professions great. So discover what you are called to do in life. This is the challenge for you. And I tell you, it's going to take you an entire lifetime. And the earlier you start, the better. And please, when you start, continue the journey. Stop getting sidelined. Don't get off the journey. Discover why you are here. It's a waste of time trying to be somebody else. Live for another reason. God made you to be special. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. Discover and know yourself thoroughly. There is greatness in you. You don't have what it takes to be somebody else. You cannot be a pastor T. You can't be a pastor either. You can't be a Dr. K. You can't be Usain Bolt. You can't be Ronaldo. You can only be yourself. Tap your neighbor around you and say, be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. You are good enough the way God made you. You are perfect enough the way God made you. You are beautiful enough the way God made you. God didn't make junk. Hallelujah. Make up your mind that nobody will intimidate you. Praise the Lord. Believe in what God has already given you. 
how God has made you. What, just allow this thinking to sink into your heart. There's a reason for my life. You have what it takes to rule and reign in your world. So accept yourself. Be bold to declare that you are special and unique. Embrace that uniqueness. Psalm 139. This is a revelation David had as well. You have possessed my reins. In other words, you are the one that determines the direction and the outcome of my life. You have covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This is something every human being on the face of the earth needs to know, needs to believe, and needs to affirm. Fearfully means you, you are just awesome. You are a wonder to behold. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows right well. Somebody say that with me. My soul knows that God made me and I am fearfully and marvelously made. Fearfully made, marvelously made, wonderfully made. Hallelujah. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being imperfect, and in your book all my members were written. Glory be to God. You see, this is one of the things we study, we find out from the Bible. And this is why it's good to go into the Word. The Word of God will allow you or will help you to discover your purpose. Praise the Lord. Yet being imperfect and in your book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. So very quickly, how can I discover purpose? I want to give you five keys. There are four in your manual. I want to add the fifth one. Number one. Now listen, no one is going to come and say, Pastor, this is your purpose. It doesn't work that way. Because nobody knows your purpose. The only person that can help you is God, the creator, and the manual of living that God has given us, which is the Bible. In your books, everything about me was written. If you will... Be a student of the word. Before we start calling this series of teachings what we used to call it school of the word. In King's Word. And the, 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 the reason behind that was that everybody should be a student. People that don't read their Bible don't know what they are missing. People that don't study their Bible don't know what they are missing. It's from the word you will discover who you are. It's like when you purchase any equipment. You buy a car or something. I know most of us don't do it. But it's because we already have an idea of how to run the equipment that we are buying. That's why we don't read the manual. But the professionals that handle any equipment, they will read the manual. Because the creator puts in there how that manual is to run. Now, you can afford not to read the manual of your car or your computer, but my friend, you can't afford not to read the manual of your life. Can I hear loud amen to that? Be a student of the word of God. Because inside that Bible, there's a revelation like David is telling us, like Jeremiah is telling us. Somewhere along the line, God will just begin to point you to why he made you. So there are, there are five major keys here. And I want to talk at this moment to those of us that have had this teaching before. Assess how you are living by these keys. Because this is how you are going to fulfill the purpose. Not because you are director of operations of King's Word. Not because they are director of God is not respectful of persons. 
The first key is develop intimacy with God. Develop intimacy. Worshipping God, praying to God, living by the direction of God is vital. Because only God can reveal your purpose to you. Because he's the one that made you. Can I hear a loud amen to that? Jeremiah 33 and verse 3, call unto me and I will answer you. In the place of prayer, in seeking God's face, like the fasting and praying time we had last week, God will help us. Call on, I will show you greater mighty things that you don't know. Only God can reveal these things to us. Number two thing you can do, pay attention to your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your special qualities. Those things that you seem to be able to do more than other people around you. I can cook better than other people. I can make clothes better than other people. I can talk better than other people. I can reason better than other people. Pay attention. Because as we will study later on, as we go on, the gifts and the abilities that God gives us, they were given to us to aid us in fulfilling our purpose. So pay attention to the, the, the things you, you, you carry. Hallelujah. Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift will make room for him and bring him into greatness or before great men. So when you begin to use your gifts, like Joseph used his gifts. Joseph had an ability that most people in his family, nobody in his family had. He could interpret dreams. And he paid attention to that and ultimately he led him to the fulfillment of his purpose. God used him to preserve a generation. But when he started seeing those gifts and seeing, I mean, seeing those dreams, he didn't know that was the intention of God. It was later on that he found out. Pay attention to your abilities and use them to serve God. Use them for the purpose of God. Number three, pay attention to the problems that get your attention. Ah, the way this country is going. To fear over my dead body, Nigeria will change. You get more angry about Nigeria. The way this church is going, this church must not remain this way. You get angry. Pay attention to those things. Ah, all these um, children that are not going to school in the community. Mm. Hey, all these women that die at childbirth. Those things that annoy you more than other things. You see problems and you get riled up. Pay attention to them. They are an indication to what God made you to solve. And you find out all of us, some things get us more angry than other things. There's no way Nigeria will sing to that. I will take off my mind. I say, I want to go and do politics. I will pray for the politician. But some people, they will enter it. This prayer, if they will tell us that this praying you are praying is not helping us. And they have a point. Number four, locate the things that motivate you and focus on it. The things that inspire you, locate them. Locate what drives you. Hallelujah. There is no sphere of human endeavor that the purpose of God can be located in. So when we are teaching purpose, we are not asking you to be a pastor. In fact, some of you, are, I don't even want to push more people outside church now. Because God told us to go into all the world. That's why we've created one of, one of our small groups, churches, parachurch groups. There's no sphere, entertainment, oh, sports, oh, politics, oh, business, oh, ministry. Oh. So which one motivates you? Which one inspires you? Pay attention to it. It could be a pointer to your purpose. We read about Nehemiah. He was a captive. And anytime he had news about the walls that were broken down in Jerusalem, it would make him weep and cry until eventually 
God allowed him to go and rebuild that wall. Hallelujah. And this is the fifth one. This is not in your note. I just thought I should give it to you. So you learn some of these things as you go on. Get involved with God's ultimate purpose or purposes. Get involved in things like preaching the gospel, soul winning. See, there are certain things that were listed in scripture that the Bible told us specifically this is the will of God. Like all of us becoming a perfect man. Get involved in raising men. Discipling people, raising men. Get involved in kingdom establishment, kingdom expansion. There are things that God has said. I, I want my knowledge to cover the earth as what has covered the sea. Get involved in proclaiming the gospel in one level or the other. You may be a banker, but get involved in proclaiming gospel. Support people that that is their primary calling. In being involved in the general purposes of God, it can help you locate your own unique, specific, individual purpose. Hallelujah. Live by this. This is how you are going to discover purpose. Learn to live your life by this. Every morning, pray to God. Devote yourself to him. Watch out. Inventory your abilities. Last month, I taught you about talents. Don't be a one-talent person that buries their talents. Use what you have been given. Watch out for things that inspire you, that motivate you, problems that get your attention. And get involved in the general purposes of God. There are some things that God wants every believer to be involved in. So winning. Every believer to be building the kingdom of God. Whatever field you are located in. Hallelujah. Let's talk about the price of a fulfilled destiny. That's in your manual is 2.21.5. We'll talk about the benefits last so we can finish it on a very good note. This is why many people, particularly people that have had these teachings before, this is why they don't fulfill purpose. So please, I want you to pay attention to it. And if you see anything here that is speaking to you, please receive grace to adjust the way you are living. A fulfilled destiny. And what do you mean by a fulfilled destiny? A life that discovers his God-given purpose and ultimately lives it out. When Apostle Paul finished his life, he said, I have written a minute, I have run the race, I have kept the faith, I have finished my course, and now there's a reward for me in heaven. It costs to live that kind of life. Living purposefully, fulfilling destiny is not cheap. Thank God for his, his grace. And that's even why we're able to do it. But it's not cheap. 1 Timothy 6 and 12. Fight the good fight of faith. It will require you to fight certain things. You see, many things are going to contend for your attention that want to drive you off and knock you off the path of living a purpose-driven life. And if you are not a fighter, if you are lackadaisical and lazy, and you, are, you will not be able to do it. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou also were called, and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. So thank God for the professions we make in church. Thank God for the confessions we make when we get born again and come to the altar. But we also must learn to fight. And to lay hold. 
Because if we don't, we are living in a falling world with a devil running around this place. We will not experience these things. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. So what will it cost you, Pastor T, to fulfill purpose? Number one, you must be temperate. You must learn to put your flesh under. You can't be the person that your flesh determines how you live. Hey, I don't feel like going to church this morning. I won't go to church. Hey, I didn't like the way they talked to me, so I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. You see, being, um, your flesh also refers to your, your feelings, not just your body. No! You can't do purpose and destiny like that. There will be times you don't want to come to church that you have to come to church. There will be times you want to get angry, you cool down, cool down. I'm not a body, I'm not a flesh, I'm a spirit. I have a destiny ahead of me. You've got to learn to be temperate. Every season is not going to be a good season. Apostle Paul, there are times you are going to lock you in prison. There are times you are going to flog you. On this, your journey to fulfill this apostolic destiny that God has called you to build. So when those kind of things happen, your body will not enjoy it. Your feelings will not be happy. But you tame your feelings. You temper them. God still has a plan for my life. This does not mean I should not get up tomorrow morning and pray. This doesn't mean I'm not going to fast this month. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. First Corinthians 9.25 Every man that strives for the mastery is temperate in all things. If you are going to get to the finish line, if you are going to win the race, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we, we are going for an incorruptible crown. I therefore run. The purpose-driven life is like someone that is running a race. I run not as uncertainly, so I fight, not as one that beats the air. I keep my body under. My body doesn't dictate how I live life. I don't live life to satisfy the feelings of my body or my mind. No. I keep my body under and bring it to subjection, lest by any means, when I preach to others, I also should be a castaway. Number two, separate yourself from time to time. From people and distractions. There will be times where you need to go into the secret place of prayer and fasting. Like we did as a church last month. Because it's only in those places that you can hear from God. And remember, it's only God that can reveal your purpose to you. Glory be to God. It was after Lot separated from Abraham that God spoke to him. You see, you, you, you see that was in Genesis 14. But look at Genesis 12. Here. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your father's country. Get out of your father's house, your kindred, to a place where I will show you. God had to lead Abraham out of his familiar background. We've got to learn to be separated unto God and not make it feel as if it's a bad thing. Number three, be committed to personal development. Be committed to growing. The goal of God is for you to become a perfect man. Not to remain the way you are. To grow into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You don't arrive there. Keep growing. Hallelujah. I can't hear somebody. I said hallelujah. Be committed to learning. Take these six weeks seriously. Whether you are hearing these things for the first time. Or whether you've had them over and over again. You are not there yet. Can I hear someone shout, I'm committed to personal development. I'm committed to learning. I'm committed to growing. Get intimate with God. We already mentioned that earlier on. You have to keep getting closer and closer to God. Number five, be accountable. 
without counsel, purposes are defeated. You need to be submitted to mentors that can feed you, guide you, provide for you, provide a covering over your destiny, people that have gone further than you that can show you the way. Amen. So our goal in life is to have a life that is fully poured out on purpose. Everything God created me for and wants me to do, the, the goal, the, the, the time you have, the 100 years, 120 years, 80 years, whatever you have, pour out, leave, leave those times for your purpose. Not just for what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. Life for you and I that are Christians, particularly, can't be about we get up in the morning, we go to school, then after we finish from school, we get a job, we do a job, we take care of our family, and then we die. No! Now, there will be pressure to live that way. You must fight the fight of faith not to live that way. That's an abuse of life. And those things are not wrong. But they are not the purpose of God for your life. So we must live in this world, but we must not live of this world. Pour out your life. Find out what God wants you to do. Follow those five things we mentioned here. And over time, it will be clear whether you're supposed to be an apostle to the nations. It will be clear whether you're supposed to be a businessman financing gospel. It will be clear whether you're supposed to be a pastor, whether you're supposed to be an athlete, whether you're supposed to be an entertainer. And you will use it for the purposes of God on the earth. And you will have fulfillment. And when you die and go to heaven, God will reward you beyond what anybody can ever give you. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. You can only get that when you fulfill purpose and destiny. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 6. I am now ready to be offered. Look at the final words Apostle Paul gave. These things should inspire us. The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. So there's a course. It will require a fight. I have finished my course. You should finish your course before you die. Can I hear a loud amen? Amen. The earlier you start, the better. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. There's a reward for me. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me at the day, on that day. Not to me only, but even to Pastor T as well. And the other people that love is appearing. (laughs) I like to put my name in these things. I don't know whether you want your name there, but me, I like my name there. Is that okay with you? Let's close with the benefits of purpose. This thing is not just a suffer-head life. Because that's why I want to close with it. There's a cost, though. Please, don't deceive yourself. Like those of you that didn't fast with us last week. There's a cost. <laughs> I won't come to your side this morning. I mean, we are price to it. And thank God the grace of God is available to help us pay that price. What, what are the things we can enjoy when we live purpose-driven lives and when we live purposefully? Number one, we have direction for life. We will not be confused. We will not be running at skelter. 2010, you are doing business. 2015, you are doing ministry. 2018, you are now an astronaut. Hey. <laughs> when you see people like that, you can't, they, they don't know their purpose. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Two, longevity of life. Let's think in the natural now. When a manufacturer produces a product, 
There's this series CNN has been doing. They call it Club 100. I don't know, I watch CNN. And they've been featuring companies that have been in existence for over 100 years. One of them that I remember very well is this company, um, is it Tw Twinings, that makes tea. How many of you drank tea this morning? You know tea is serving a purpose in your life? When something is serving a purpose and fulfilling it, it will last. If you make a product and nobody buys it, the company will close up, the product will die. There's another company there, a Japanese company um, that makes wristwatches. You know wristwatches serving purpose? Citizens. Companies that have been around for 100 years. Why? What they are doing are serving a purpose. Purpose will give you longevity. You will live long in Jesus' name. And you will live well. Yeah. Number three, it will give you significance. After you have gone, there will still be referencing you. We gave Bishop Edelsa 50 years of ministry. The man has died 20 years ago. We are still preaching Jeremiah. We are still preaching David. We are still preaching Joseph. Why? They lived purposefully. Number four, wealth. Glory be to God. You see, when you are living a purpose-driven life, you are solving problems. Money flows in the direction of problem-solving and value-add. You won't be broke. Number five, you will have favor with people. And these are things all of us are praying for. But listen, it's not just by prayer. Thank God for prayer. But let's understand the place of living purposefully. Because you are solving a prayer for people, there will be favor. You will be brought before great men. Because you can interpret their dreams. How did you ever come to that place where you can interpret their dreams? You committed yourself to living your out of your purpose. Number five, it will help you to develop patience. Talked about temperance. You, 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 because this thing will take a process and a journey. Develop patience. Joseph was in that prison for 13 years before he stood before Pharaoh. And number six, you will have a legacy to leave behind. We will have something to remember you by. Because the thing God made you to come and add to our lives... You added it. So when you are no longer there, ah, we missed him. Ah, we missed her. Hey, there's nobody else that does this thing she was doing for me. Glory be to God. I encourage you to live purposefully. Any other way you are living is wrong. I had these things. When I had them, man, it gave direction to my life. Gave direction to my life. And several decades have come, in, a couple of decades have come and gone now. I'm happier. Glory be to God. Rise on your feet this morning, everyone. Lift your hands. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email? KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00640.